0: So there's a story of a family in Bnei Barak, uh, parents, Choshbe children, and one of the children had a little bit of a hard time and uh, started to uh, live a little bit of a different lifestyle, and uh, eventually he was not comfortable to continue to live at home in Bnei Barak, with the, from parents, from si- siblings, so even though the Gdailem the say that uh, parents should always give unconditional love, and should never send away a child, Uh, but we won't go into that uh, detail right now. So, he had an uncle living in Tel Aviv, so uh, he went to live with the uncle in Tel Aviv. And, uh, okay, so he was living the way he was living, and meeting people, etc. So, eventually he met a non-Jewish young lady, and eventually he decided that they are going to get married. So, the uncle was not very happy with that, uh, but uh, there was no way in persuading him and changing his mind. So, eventually the uncle told him that, look, um, that, that, that's not a phone call, that, that you have to go home, you have to speak uh, to your parents face to face and tell them. So, okay, so he called his parents that uh, he wants to come for Shabbos, uh, but on his, uh, on his terms. Uh, cigarettes, smoking, uh, cell phone, walking around without a yarmulke, doing however he likes to do it. So, okay, they agreed. He came for Shabbos, and uh, he told them, and uh, they gave unconditional love and uh, respect and understanding and care. Shabbos afternoon, the father is going to shear So he said to the son, I'm going to shear Do you want to come with me? So, who's shir? Reb Lipsh. Rebaam Leib, Uh Yeah, he's coming together with the father. Uh, so they go to the share. after the share the father goes over with his son and tells him that my son is holding on a different place in life, uh, I just want it, uh, that uh, the Rosh should give him a brucha. So Rebaam Leib asked him, uh, when did you, and the father told him that he's not Shema Shabbos, uh, okay. So Leib asked him, "How long uh, are you? I, I don't know exactly the words, but uh, I'm sure everything in a very positive way. How long ago did you leave? Uh, did you leave the Shmir Shabbos?" He said, "About two years ago." And he asked him, "Since then, uh, did you ever have a um, little bit, regret?" So he said, "Yes, four times." So he said "And for how long was those times when you thought and you regretted? So he said, about 10 minutes. So Rabbi Engleib tells him, for those 40 minutes, I'm jealous of you. Because so for those 40 minutes, I'm jealous of you. Uh, so that was that, and the and uh, they left. So, so imagine like somebody who left everything and is going to get married to a guy, Rebangli found something, to to something positive and something so positive that he he is jealous of him, on that level that Rebangli doesn't have. Okay, so so eventually the boy went uh, went back, and uh, it, it it made him think and uh, eventually pushed off the wedding, and eventually he dropped the girl, and he's now a call junger man. Uh, so, he changed everything. So, then somebody asked him, I don't know if it's the father of somebody else, eventually asked him, like, why did you come to the Shia? Like, <laughs> like, what made you come to the Shia? So, he said that, like, when I was a boy in Kheydel, so Rabban Leib used to come, uh, came once to give a faher, to give a beginner a test, for the class. And the Rabbi told him, maybe it was a weaker class, and the Rabbi told him to ask very, very plain questions. And it came to his turn, so the Rabbi asked him, uh, the Rabban Leib asked him a question, and he didn't know the answer. So Rabban Leib asked an easier question, and he didn't know the answer. The third, even the easier question, and he didn't know the answer. Okay, so continued. And uh, and every boy who had the right answer g- uh, got a candy, and uh, so he didn't get a candy, and so when everybody's leaving, Rebbe calls him back, and he says, in Yiddishkeit, we don't reward uh, the results; we reward the effort. So everybody uh, put in effort one time, they got one candy. You put in effort three times, so you get you're getting three candies. So again, to find something positive. So to find something positive. So that's that's our kedoyim. That's positivity, and especially when it comes to benodin Haveroi, to find always a way to uh, something positive and chizuk. Hashem should help, we should go in that direction. So it's very interesting because hakoshibochu Shlemus ha'toy. So there are no mistakes by hakoshibochu. So There's no hava. There's no hava and uh, and then a maskona like uh, in every way. So when a does something, it is right. But we do see in the in the creation that there were a lot of uh, uh, mistakes. A created the world with din, and then Hashem saw that it's not miskain Din, so he shitiv so he put in uh, mercy together with din with judgment. The Taninim Akush Bokhu created, like Rashi says, uh, Taninim two huge, um, huge fish in the ocean, uh, and it was a male and a female. But then he saw that it's too much for the world, so he killed the the female, and that's going to be and that's going to be the the By uh, when Mashiach comes, uh, that will be the sudest Leviathan. Um, okay. and uh, then Ak created two, Haglim, Tuma twos, the the sun and the moon. But uh, it seems that that was not a peaceful arrangement. And so eventually they changed into the sun, the big one and the moon, the small one. um so so, and and there's more things like that that we find in Hazal. So and the question is, the question is, what's the message over here, like, <laughs> Because Shibochu doesn't make mistakes, because Shibochu did it bedavke like that to create A and then to change it into B to give us chizuk that in life not, uh, a lot of times we're not matzliach, we're not successful the first time. So it didn't go well the first time, so, so make a change and try, try differently in order to teach us how to deal with life and uh, when we see that what we did, what we tried did not work out.
1: Okay, so on the above note on the concept of the making of mistakes and repairing them and plan B is really plan A and Hashem is trying to tell us that this is the human condition. You try things you're prone to fail you're prone to make mistakes And the purpose of it is not to get into despair or to just give up but rather to learn from it and build from it and Try it a different way. Uh, correct the mistakes part of it and just keep on going on what is right and doing the best you can with it. So on this theme, Pratis, um, HaPratis, I overhear things that I hear from Shalashudas. There was a Simcha, the father of Hassan was talking, and he's involved in Kirif. And he said something extremely profound and practical that uh, I want to share with you. Um, he basically said that in care of, or in in the from world generally, there's two schools of thought that create a lot of machleiches, and we need to make shalom between those two thoughts. One thought is in the care of aspects of things, if someone is going on the wrong or destructive path and you want to try to help them pull out of it, you basically don't focus on the flaws and on the mistakes and on the problems there, or on the if it even is Shabbos and, and, and wrongdoings, but just focus on the good. Ahava, 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 love, love, love. Build them up, build them up, build them up, and ultimately they'll turn back towards Hashem. That's one school of thought. Second thought, school of thought is that's very nice, and maybe you start off giving some chizik in that vein, but the bottom line is you got to fix your wagon the things that are wrong that have to be corrected. You can't forever ignore uh, the fact that there is a Chilol Shabbos or unhealthy behaviors. Sooner or later, that has to be corrected. And to just say, I have a love, 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 and forget about that negative aspect is not going to in the long term help anything or not help much because you still have to correct those issues. So this is a sort of a swing and how to, get the two clearly, and he said a beautiful thought that is very practical, and I thought it was exactly um, a perfect point to make in how we deal with this seeming contradiction, how to make shalom between the two aspects of it. So he brings down like this, Adam and Chava ate from the Eitz and what happened was afterwards, they realized that they were not clothed, they felt very ashamed. There was a shame that spread through them, And um, immediately, once they felt that shame, they made these Chagiris, these belts, Lushen of Chagiris' belts, but it actually covered up some of what was uncovered. And they did that to self-correct some of the embarrassment that they felt that we're going to put on these belts. And then what happened was they heard the voice of Hashem in the garden, and they ran and they hid. Hashem said, we, where are you? He said, we were afraid. We hid. Then, wh- you know, why did you eat from the Itzadas And the whole conversation there. And the clueless and so on. And then finally it says that Hashem made them kosnas oyer vayal Hashem made them these coverings that completely covered their, their nakedness. Completely covered it. Fixed it completely. So he said a fascinating con- uh, a concept. What happens is, is when you first do a sin, you do something wrong, there's a sense of shame. That sense of shame is a healthy emotion. But the problem is, is if that sense of shame spreads through the entire essence of a person, the entire body, then you won't have the strength to even do tshuva. It will be so overwhelming, you'll think there's no hope, it's impossible. I lost everything. So what Adam and Chava tried to do is, they ate from the Chetet Anas, they felt that embarrassment, and they said, yes, we're embarrassed and we're bad, but in, in the sense of what we did, but we have to put a break to it, a boundary. So they, they made these chagairais, they made these belts. The belts also covered part of their nakedness, which means they put a certain, like, a uh, stop. I'm not going to let the bad spread out beyond that. I am good. I'm a good person. I have that Pintol I have that Nakuda And yes, I did something wrong, but I'm not going to allow that wrongness to create a bad feeling across my whole essence. I'm going to take hagaris, hagaris belt is Lashon Eze Yisro Begvura. Rabbi Biedemann said this. You have to strengthen yourself. That no, I did something wrong, but I'm going to correct it. So they put basically a stoppage. So the pointing out the love and the and the showing that you're good. The purpose of it is, is not that you're ignoring the bad, but you're putting a stop to it. I'm not letting it go further. Normally, avera geyreves avera, an avera leads to another, sin, leads to another sin. But we have to prevent that by not allowing that sin to cause another sin by creating a line like the buck stops here. That's what other menchavah attempted to do. So you see, that was a good mahalach to point out the good. But then you're going to ask on this, but you see that that wasn't the right approach. Because what happened afterwards, Hashem called them out. They heard the voice of Hashem, and they got embarrassed again. They ran and hid. And after everything, then Hashem completely covered them. So you see their approach was not right. Their approach, the better approach is what Hashem did. are Fix yourself completely. Fix your wagon. But the answer is no. Their approach was right. And here is the insight that he said was very, very profound. Again, they ate from the etadas. They felt a great wave of shame going through them that did not give them the ability to even do tshuva. So they created these ha these belts and coverings, partial coverings, to put a line, a boundary, so they could see that in essence they are good and they have what to build on they did the right thing exactly then and there because if they would not have done this and the busha would have spread through their whole essence and their whole body they would not have been able to hear hear the Kail Hashem it says the Kail Hashem went out through the garden if they would not have done this correction that they did and allowed the busha the embarrassment to go all the way deep through completely they would have not heard the Kail Hashem the fact that they made these chagayros, the fact that they took the yes, they did something wrong, and there is a feeling of shame. But the fact that they forced themselves to put an end to that shame, meaning a stoppage, no Khan. to the evil, to the bad that it did. Yeah, I'm gonna deal with that soon, but it's not going to spread to my goodness, to the pintoled, to the to the good point where all healing comes from. That I'm not gonna let it get destroyed, and it's only because they did that. That's how they had the ability to hear the Ka'il Hashem they had the strength to hear it until then they did not even have the strength to hear it they wouldn't be able to be silent it they couldn't hear it the shame would have been so deep I can't hear any voice of Hashem so they stopped that put the busha in a certain boundary and looked at their good side and it's that good side the essence of their neshama that that's how they heard the Ka'il Hashem that caused them to hide again yes, in a constructive way and that Hashem to say now you fix it up and build it up That's how it's not a stira, like the story of Rav Steinman here with this particular person. You see that he used that type of methodology in a certain sense, maybe not exactly, but in a certain sense, that what you do for others when you see them falling away, or for yourselves when you see yourselves falling away. Busha is a healthy meter. We need that feeling of shame. Harata, one of the one of the aspects of tshuva is harata to regret what you did wrong, which means you feel a pain about it. That's healthy. It's healthy though only to a degree. Only to a degree. It has to be a stop. There has to be what Adam and Chava did. They did not allow that busha to spread all the way through them. They made these hagiros strengthening themselves partial coverings. Did it do the whole job? They knew that it wouldn't do the whole job. They knew they need correcting later, but they realized that unless I stick and focus on the goodness that I have and my ability to grow, then I have a shot, then I'll be able to completely heal. I need to hang on to that Nikuda Taiva. I need to hang on to the goodness that's within me, the, the, the part of me that I did not allow that sin to touch. And it only through that I'll be able to move forward. So every Yid, whether they're looking at someone else and trying to help them, or trying to help themselves, this is a common error that many people, all of us, make. On one hand, to just say, eh, it was no big deal, when something did wrong and brush it away like it's nothing, that's of course unhealthy not taking responsibility, not feeling shame at all, or not regretting anything. That's one extreme of a negative that could cause you to do terrible sins afterwards. When you have no shame whatsoever, or you have no charata whatsoever, and that is, a lot, unfortunately, a, 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 a nice part of, a big part of humanity does that. They just simply, I'm not doing anything wrong. There's nothing wrong, no shame whatsoever. That's the culture we live in. But a lot of us Eden have the opposite problem. We have the opposite problem. We're sensitive to our wrongdoings, which is a good thing. So the busha, in essence, is a good thing. The, the shame is a good thing. The charat is a good thing, but not when it spreads through and through, all, all through, where it destroys your feeling of that spark and the Shema that was never destroyed. You always had that, and you always have that. Hashem's purpose for you feeling bad, or shame, is not to drag you down, it's to pick yourself up. That's the difference between Atzus and Mariris. It, what, what happens afterwards, you pick yourself up. And other and Chava did that. They needed to hear the Kailashem. And if it spreads too far, you will not hear the Kailashem. And that's why it is so important to do that. Not to allow one Aveira lead to another Aveira, to put a break on it. How do you put a break on it? By recognizing I am a good person, I inherently am good. This is temporary, and your mind in the kayachuva. It's wiped away completely, clean, and therefore, and then, once you feel this way, you will hear the voice of Hashem. You may feel a certain healthy type of abusha, but that will get you to the self-correction, and like with this boy, whatever, in the story of Rav Steinman or in other cases, the stories you hear where when you're trying to be Makar of the buddy and you don't mention the fact that he eats onion kipper Kippur and you don't mention the fact that he's Mahal Shabbos or you don't mention the fact that he's doing other things wrong and you're only pointing out the goodness and trying to get him to do mitzvahs and encourage him or her with love, what are you doing? You're not saying that those things Shabbos and kipper Kippur are not the they're the essence of Yiddishkeit. It hurts. A Trank once said, someone told me, he said, I don't, you think I know that I see some bachrim, that I know that they're Mechal Shabbos? It hurts, but we don't say anything. Now you could ask, what do you mean, don't say anything? Because he understood exactly what we're saying now. Eventually you will say something when it's the right time. But right now we're in this state where the Inner, they may not, they may pretend that they don't care, but they really do. And there's a certain sense of inner shame going through and through. If you start talking to them now about how bad they are because they're doing these things, they will never do tshuva. They need to be built up to recognize their nekuda taiva, their good point. That's what it means, showering on them love. The goodness in them. Find that tzara taiva, like in the Rosh Steinman story. That's not being naive to the things that need correction. It's giving you the ability from where correction comes from, that pintula, that that dot, that spark, that place, that healthy place where everything will grow again. And that is the point. So that is the point, and that's very important. It's important in relationships between people, all types of people, employees, employers, uh, friends, and, and, and obviously husband and wife, and and in all these types of situations. To look at the Nakuda Taiva, that's not being naive. It's basically looking at the essence of something. The essence of something where goodness will come, and those corrections will
0: happen, B'derech Noyam, in a pleasant way. Bruch Okay, Rabbi Kise uh, put a few of the things that I sent to him. He put to the group, so I just want to add uh, one more thing uh, that I'm a ram is over there. So I heard the story uh, with Rabbi Yashiv and also heard the story, a similar story with Rabbi Gershon Edelstein. So family came to those two Gedolim, different families at different times and uh and they said that like never one of the children is um, of the derach whatever behaves very differently and the parents feel that it is going to be much bigger. it's going to influence the rest of the children in a negative way so they 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 thought that it would be better that he shouldn't live at home, they'll find him a place uh, to live, but he shouldn't live at home, not to cause to be a bad haspah, a bad influence for the other children. So I heard the same thing uh, from Rabbi Yashif, Zahar Nebuchadnezzar and Rabbi Yashin Edelstein. So they said, uh, they said, no, the The children that are doing well, they should be, they should be set up to live with different families, let's say an uncle, an aunt, or their cousins, whatever it is, and this child who has got the challenge, he should, he or she, I I think it was he in both cases, he should continue to live at home, and to get all the attention and the love, the unconditional love, the understanding, uh, care and respect. So, so you see how Gadolim look at things, and how people that are not Gadolim sometimes, think uh, differently um, so that is uh, that is an important piece uh, I know that there is Hashem should help, everybody should see all the children and the children should continue to go on the path of the the path that the parents uh, try to, to direct them um, but uh, a few times we see different things happening it's not a push the street outside and with the internet and and influences and and whatever i don't want to go into more things sometimes also families where there's no shalom Bais or other other challenges so all those things and 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 more it can be much bigger. friends siva etc so so i know that there is organization uh, and the head of the organization is uh, Avi Fishov, and he. The organization is called Twisted Parenting, and it's mamish like uh, uh, he he went a lot to Gdelim to find out, and he has got the common of a lot a lot of Gdelim in El Yisrael and also in America. I know that uh, the Novominsk Rebbe was involved in other gdelim. So, so, and uh, so that is the Mahalleh from the Gdolim to to give unconditional love, and Hashem should help. We should all nachas, and if somebody is dealing with a challenge, it's important to speak to people who have got who have got who have experience with those challenges. and uh, to everyone. Kol bye bye.